0: And I hope you enjoy our review of the Halacha, the Shulchanach, the Mishtabruah, and a lot of modern applications of the Halacha into our daily lives. The begins 1-1. A Person should wake up like a lion. In the morning, to service creator, and he should awaken the morning. So we see this active way that Judaism demands that we take control of our nature. We don't wait till the sun comes up. We awaken the morning, so to speak. And this seems to also refer to davening at nates, which means waking up before nates, you know, when it's still uh, nighttime. And, uh, and bringing in the day with the service of Hashem. Uh, The Ramah notes, at least don't come late to davening and uh, come there early. So seemingly, on a simple reading, uh, Nates would be the best way to start your day davening and at least getting to davening earlier would be the second best way if you're not davening at a uh, dawn uh, sunrise prayer, which is Nates. Now, the Shla, Shnei Lucha Sabrit, is often uh, quoted for Kabbalistic uh, halacha, right? That there's an idea to connect the day to the night. So during that time uh, between nightfall and daybreak, to be saying words of Tfilah or words of Torah. And similarly between Minch and Mariv, to be speaking words of Torah. Um, and maybe that's a source for why in many shuls a rabbi will give a drasha between mincha and Mariv, uh, also to make Marv a little bit later, which helps us, according to many post but also this idea of spiritually connecting uh, the daytime the nighttime, and vice versa, with spirituality. Now the remote writes, Shifti eh, Hashem le tamid, hu-klal Placing God before us always, this is the main idea of the Torah, really all of Halacha, is focused on this uh, concept. Uh, There's Kabbalistic ideas of like literally meditating about the name of Yud K. K in front of us at the Ari and Kabbalist note. But for us simple folk, the idea is just to always feel like we're in the presence of Hashem. The Sefer HaChenech, notes that there's six constant mitzvahs that if a person just thinks about them, he fulfills a mitzvah. So it's a great thing to have in our back pocket. There's noted by the bear, Halacha. Other, uh, more has other notes. And he writes, let's go through the six constant mitzvahs. One, there is a God. Two, there are no other gods except Hashem. Three, there is one God, Hashem Achad. Four, there's a mitzvah to love God. Five, there's a mitzvah to fear God. And six, not to stray after our eyes. So these are the six mitzvahs. Good to remind ourselves of them on ish.com. They have uh, articles about it, and they have all these different ways to remember them, but good to memorize these six mitzvahs. And at any moment, we can uh, get this mitzvah. Anyways, so the uh, Ramah writes that we should always imagine we're in the presence of Hashem, and that way we'll act with more... Awareness with more awe. A person acts differently when they're standing in front of the king. And uh, a, a person should not be embarrassed. Let's say you're serving God. For example, let's say you're davening with Kabbano, and people are making fun of you. You shouldn't be concerned. You should just do the ratsan of Hashem. Who cares what they say? Um, the Mishnah Brura does note that when you're in front of tzaddikim, maybe you wouldn't, you know, do it publicly. You might do it more privately because you don't need to teach them a lesson. You, know, you don't want to arise, you know, jealousy or whatever. Um, and it's good to be humble. But at the same time, if you're in front of benoim, regular people, and maybe you'll inspire them with your extra kavana and davening, for example, so then it is a good idea to continue doing your service Hashem. And certainly in front of people who are on a lower level of spirituality, Maybe you'll inspire them. So it all really depends on the situation. Same time, Mishabro does note that it's uh, not good to get into arguments in general. It's a bad kinyon of the nefesh to be bold-hearted and uh, instead a better to be humble. But of course, there are certain situations where we need to use our holy chutzpah for the sake of Hashem. In every uh, situation, we need to uh, figure out what is the most important uh, way of serving God. Okay. Um, moving on, the Mishnah Brura does note that when a person wakes up in the morning, he should um, ideally not walk more than four amas without washing his hands, so as not to have the Ruach Ra upon him, the evil spirit. He should, you know, have a washing cup right near his bed or something like that to get off the negative Ruach Ra spirit from him. Um, And At the same time, this is a Kabbalistic idea. Uh, There are those who say that the whole house is considered one uh, rishus, one area, and therefore uh, it wouldn't be such a problem. But the Eliyahu Rabbah writes, that's only in the same room. But if you're going to a different room, let's say the bathroom's in a different room, like most of our homes, it would be better to wash our hands. Um, The Bach is curious as to why the Beis Yosef himself, the Shilchanach, who's certainly aware of Kabbalistic matters, doesn't mention this uh, Zohar who makes such a big deal about not walking for almost 6 to 8 feet, 68 feet uh, with your hands unwashed. And he says perhaps most people just don't have the ability to do, uh, to do that, and so he didn't want uh, to make people stumble. I've heard other suggestions that perhaps nowadays we're not as concerned about Ruach Ra, evil spirit, after uh, the Count Pataski situation. And since this is not a din in the Gemara, Maybe we're not as strict about it, but it certainly seems like a a good stringency to take upon yourself. Again, it's mentioned by the Mishnah Bruhah and the Zohar, unless, of course, it's going to cause problems if your roommate's going to get woken up because you're washing your hands uh, near your bed or you wake up your spouse, and they won't be able to fall back asleep, for example, so then it wouldn't be worth it to take this uh, stringency upon yourself. Okay. Um, A few more amazing halachas. Shulchan writes. There are special times to pray to God specifically for the Chorban. There are special spiritual times in the middle of the night. And um, although we are not so strict about doing Tikkun Chatzot unless you're a, of Kabbalistic uh, orientation, still, if you happen to be up late at night, um, it's a, it's especially good time to learn Torah and Tzila and talk to God and not waste time Mishnah in Pir- says one's mitchayib off show if he has a special time to connect to Hashem and, and he wastes that time. And plus, we know the nighttime is given to be a special time to learning Torah. So uh, if you happen to be up really late at night, use it in the best way possible. Uh, the Shulchan Arch writes, Raui Everyone should, ideally, any, every God fearing person should um, mourn for the base of Megdash. And um, the Shla is quoted again as writing that there's a custom to sing Al Naharot Bavel uh, before we bench. Um, and this reminds us of the destruction of the Beit Amigdash. And on days when we don't say Tachanun, happier days, like, you know, Shabbos or Yantif or Tu we would sing Imashka Chachir which is a happier song, but it also reminds us to uh, to think about the Beit HaMikdash. So uh, it seems like. A very good thing to do. Wouldn't say it's a halacha, but it's a very good minhag. Um, so the shulchan continues. Tov Better to daven less with kavana, less and with more kavana than say a lot with less kavana. He's specifically referring to slichos. Of this, I've heard this applied to other things like Suki de zimra, for example or perhaps parts of Tachanun, um, which certain optional parts of prayer, it's better to say less with more intention. However, the Mishra notes that if you can say more with more intention, that's obviously the best. Um, but if you know that you won't be able to say more with more kavanah, better to say less, and it's, you know, echad hamar ba b'echad so whether you do more or less, the main thing is that your leave should be l'shem shemaim. that's how he begins the Mishnah Bururah it's also the last halacha in the Mishnah Burah regarding Purim and how much you drink so the main thing is that your intention the Shabit L'shem shamayim I know uh, you know great rabbis who don't say the full uh, the full version of Tachanan every day I think Shechter mentions that in the Sikha that he sometimes uh, you know picks a different Keta so there's nothing to be embarrassed about uh, for the optional parts of Tila saying it with more Kavana even if you don't say every single word Although uh, those with a more kabbalistic orientation are uh, make a big deal about saying as much as you can because every word is so powerful. Okay, a few more lachas in this sim in the shulchanach. Tov Haman ola mincha shlamim chassas So it's good to say all these extra parts of tefillah, the akeda, because it reminds us of the to be moster nefesh for Hashem. The man reminds us that all of our food is really a gift from God and Parnas is dependent on God. Um, it's a big school to say the Parsha Saman also. At the end of davening many people do it. Saras Adibras, of course, you know, the whole, all 613 mitzvahs are encapsulated in the Saras Adibras. Rasa and talks about this. And all the korbanas. When we say the korbanas, it's like we're bringing the korbanas. Um, all these are good things to do. You don't have to do them, but very good things to do. No reason not to. Um, the Mishnah Brura notes that on Shabbos, at least um, if you are gonna be learning Torah instead of saying these korbanas, um, may maybe better to learn Torah because you actually understand what's going on, uh, with the exception of some of like korban tamid, which it's always important to say. Although some argue that that's only uh, a sh- that's only on Shabbos, but during the week it is better to say say the Korbanas. So this is a bit of a different understanding of what the Mishnah means. Either way seems like it's good. If you say the Korbanos, it's good. If you learn during that time, it's good. It's all good. as of the Dibros, the Ramah specifically notes that we don't say this in public. And uh, even in private, we don't say this part of the Tefillah. The reason the Mishnah Bura reminds us is because there used to be heretics who believed only the 10 Dibros were divine and not the rest of the Torah. So uh, for that reason, we don't make it publicly part of Tefillah. And the Rambam is uh, really interesting. The Rambam says that that's why we don't stand during the Aseris Sadibros to not give it extra kavod as its own uniquely important prayer, so people shouldn't think that only the Aseris Sadibros are important. Um, However, interestingly enough, um, many people do stand during the time of the Aseris Sadibros. So what's the deal with that? The uh, Ramosha Feinstein tries to uh, explain that, you know, there are other times that we stand during Kriyasa Torah, For example, Az Yashir, we stand to show it's important. So standing doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's particularly important. And so uh, certainly it's nothing wrong with uh, standing. It's uh, for the assertive And if you're in a community where you sit, your customers sit and they stand, he suggests just stand the whole time. That way you don't have to be from the tzibor. Shlomo Zalman Arbach uh, agreed. And uh Revel Yoshev actually disagreed. He said it's important to sit like the minhag of the Rambam. That's all quoted by the Orechneman, which is quoted by the Dershu, which is where I'm getting many of these insights from. Uh, finally, last halacha, korbanus. So um, the Shulchan Aruch notes, it's only say the, the korbanas during the day. The korbanas were, of course, only brought during the day, but the Mishnah notes, if you're running out of time, and it's right before Shacharis. You can say some of the korbanos by night. Uh, the Hira'at Zon, it's good to say a Hira'at Zon, uh, which is praying that Hashem should accept it as if we actually brought the korbanos. Beautiful thing to say. But the Shlur notes that we don't say it on Shabbos. Perhaps because on Shabbos we don't make personal prayers. Although you know some do say it. I've been in shuls like in Chabad shuls where they sing the song. And uh, maybe they rely upon the fact that we say that here at you, some, you know, in our personal Shemona estries. But uh, so some do say it, some don't say it. It seems like either way has what to rely upon. And um, as for the khatat, since we don't want to make it as if we did a khatat, because we only bring a khatat if we did a sin offering, you don't say the Hiratun, unless you know you did a specific khatat. And then the mission Bureau Baruch even notes that you can actually admit whatever the sin was before Hashem. Have that in mind when you say the Khatas, and it's like you brought a korban. All right, all right, and you you say the Vishachat Oto pasuk, um, which is in the Siddur, and um, and um, it's Vishachat Oto Hashem, It's a powerful prayer. Reminds us of the Akedah also, um, and. It's a good thing, again, to say the k'tores, the k'ior, shumah All these are nice things to do. And the p'tumah k'toret. All these are beautiful things to do in the sitter. And you don't have to if you're running late or if you're in a really good Kishmak sugya that you're learning. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed. There's a lot of cool insights here. And thank you to the Bura Deershu edition for uh, brightening our days. Please, God, may we bring them into our lives and constantly be growing in our service of Hashem. If you enjoyed this uh, little uh, sheer, please uh, join the WhatsApp group and, or the podcast to continue getting uh, daily halachas. Have a great day.